Okay, this story is about um, freeing a fox. Yeah, and the person has uh, earned some very good uh, merit, so he avoided some big, big disaster. Yeah, there is one kind of tree. This kind of tree is about three meters high, and the leaves are like needle. Mm? And uh, the flower, it uh, looks like the upside-down bell, and the fruit is like a black bean, big black bean. It is said that uh, this kind of tree, if you drink the essence of the plant, then you will live very long, long time. There was a monk, Buddhist monk. His appearance is very, very rough and not good looking, not very good looking. And his uh, spiritual practice is also not so much. His name was Liao Kong. Liao Kong means uh, he understand the emptiness, yeah, less hope. It's a name like that, okay. He had heard that this kind of tree can help you to live long, long time. So he want to experiment it to see if it's true or not. So he uh, plucked some leaves from the tree, so some fruits, and then he threw them into a well with water. Yes, And then he... Uh, went out and told those, uh, you know, countryside folks, you know, the one who don't understand much about things. He told them, okay, you know what? Anyone who can go down to the well and smell this plant called gold essence will live very long time. Uh, you will not uh, be old. You will live forever. Among these uh, country folks, you know, simple, simple country folk. There was a person, we call him Tang Atam. His name is like that. He believed the monk. So he climbed down into the well. Oh, my God. After he went down the well, the monk covered the well. He wanted to experiment whether or not this kind of plan will make you live forever in any situation. Luckily, they warned us beforehand that this monk is a very bad and he did not practice very well. You know, he did not have good character. He did not have a real monk quality. So, Tang Atam, he did not know what else to do. So he only sit there and wait for death. And thinking like that, he was crying, crying, and cursing, cursing the monk, yeah? That, what kind of cruel monk, kind of a loveless and compassionless and terrible monk. You know, he was cursing him like, you're wearing a monk robe, but you have a heart of the, the devil, something like that, you know? And you are going to 
have nothing good in your life. That's what he said. I was cursing the monk. Of course, nah, in this situation, nah, you can understand him, no? Yeah. All right. He was sitting there until twilight. And then suddenly the monk left. The monk's gone. And suddenly there was a fox that came next to the mouth of the well, you know, above the earth. And the fox talked in human language. He said to the person down the well, he said, Fear not, fear not. I am the immortal fox, yes, who has been practicing Zen for a long time. <laughs> there are such fox. Yes, truly. That's why we should never harm any animals, because you never know what is what. I told you animals also have soul, and they understand everything. They can also practice, yes? They might not be maybe a saintly person who go out preaching and things like that, but they can practice to liberate themselves out of the three world, or at least they come to the third level. Hmm? Even the wild birds and animals outside, many of them are high level. Not every one of them, of course, eh? but some wild animals are like bodhisattva manifest to help sentient beings, yeah. Even water, yeah, river, mountains, trees, they all have spirit. That's why we should not even cut trees at random, not just because of the environmental protection, but because we have to respect the life in it as well. Hmm? There are lives who are moving, a life force that is manifested in a moving body. There are life force that manifested in the non-moving body, okay? Even plants and all that, they do have soul. And then he said, I have practiced for a long time. I have a lot of magical power. Hmm. You just listen to me and I can help you out. Now you lay down on your back. Keep looking up to the cover of the well. Keep looking there. No moving. No moving of your body. The longer you look, the better. But you have to look with all your concentration. Yes. You remember, he asked him, you remember when you read some of the fairy tales when you were young, that many of the fairies and the angels can fly? Do you remember that? Okay. Now you lay down on your back and look up to the cover of the well and imagine you can fly up like that. Hmm. And then just one time, you just fly, zoop, yeah, out of the well. Hmm. Then uh, Tang Atam was very, very happy, asking him, but is that true? Is it true? But who are you? Why are you coming here to help me? So the fox told him, Many years ago, I was trapped and caught by the hunters. 
Yes, but because of you, you have bought my life and you set me free. So I'm still alive today. That's why today I came back to repay your kindness. Wow, isn't that beautiful? ago and the fox still remembers but it's true like that it's true like that I can confirm with you that the animals they understand everything and they remember everything and they are very very grateful you know sometimes more grateful than some human yeah because they are more pure even the fox yes. they have to do what they do but They're very pure, yeah? And not to talk about some animals, they also practice spiritually, yeah? And their level is very high. Or sometimes they came from high level to do something for the world or for their own species, you know? Like become king of the fox and help other fox, for example, like that, yeah? Mm. After a while, wow, of course, naturally, Tang Atam suddenly saw himself fly up like a rocket <laughs> out of the well, you know? Yes, and become free. Yes. Now, do you think it is because Tangatam has magical power? Do you think anyone can imagine that and then can go up like that? No, no. Then why can he do that? What happened? The fox helped him. The fox transmitted some of his magical power to that human to pay him for his kindness. You see? This is invisible help. Yes. It's not like always we give money and that's it's a charity. No, no. There is invisible charity as well. It's even better than money. Yes. So even the fox can do that. Many animals can do that. Many animals can help us invisibly. Yeah, I told you already sometime, right? Okay. Now, because the poor simple farmer <laughs> had escaped death from the covered well, the monk, Leo Kong, thought that, oh, that must be the effect of the essence of gold uh, tree. Oh, he was so happy now. So... Of course, it was truly like that. Even uh, changed death into life, yes. So, okay, he want to experiment again. Mm. <laughs> Now he put a lot of this kind of gold essence tree all over his body and he jumped into the well. One day, two days, three days, four days, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Nobody heard anything from him. So the villagers came to the well and checked it out. What happened to the monk? Dead. Dead. Finito la musica. <laughs> yeah. Even if the tree has magical power, the tree would withdraw. You know, the grace from such a wicked person and even to a monk such as that. Yeah? So, 
in the Bible, it also warns us something like, beware of the, the wolf, yeah, in the lamb skin. And in Vietnam, we also say, the clothes don't make a monk, yeah, the casa. The monk rope doesn't make you a monk. Yes. Uh, so we, the practitioner, understand all this anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. The real essence of a monk is compassion. Hmm? Love for all beings, which obviously this monk did not possess, not even one ounce of it. Therefore, he cheated somebody who was innocent enough to trust in his rope, his clothing, thinking a monk would never cheat him. So the thing is, appearance is not always the truth, yeah? And the truth doesn't always appear to be so. So we have to have wisdom to discriminate between what is what, yeah? The action maybe look the same, but it's not the same, yeah? The appearance maybe look the same, but it's not the same. It depends on the motive behind, yes? Depends on the true heart of that person. Now, isn't it a very good story, huh? Hmm. Ah, good. Yeah. Last week I have read a chapter of uh, Diamond Sutra about uh, practice of charity, you know, perfect charity. I mean, you give, but you don't think you give, yeah? You don't even have idea that you give. But when you give something materially, it's difficult to think that you don't give, yes? <laughs> But it's okay, as long as you don't attach to it, thinking, oh, I'm so great, I'm giving this and that, then it's okay, yes. But when the Buddha say, uh, charity of perfection, he meant the spiritual charity, yes? He meant when you practice spiritually, you become a Buddha, then your merit is immense, even if you don't give anybody any money ever, but you give a lot. You give your beneficial energy to whoever is nearby, to the whole world even, and uplift the spiritual standard of everybody. Yes. So that giving is a perfect giving. But the giver will never think that he gives. That is for sure. That is not registered in the brain. Not like when you give one dollar, you know you give. Even if you don't want to know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus said to you, uh, when you give with your right hand, don't let your left hand know it. But that's difficult. He peeped behind, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so whenever we give something, we cannot, you know, say to ourselves that we did not give. But if we are so selfless, sometimes we forget immediately and forget right away. Or at least we don't think there is anything big deal about giving, Yeah. You keep giving, and it's, it's just like your nature. You don't think that you give or anything. Then at least it's good already. Now, the giving of perfection that Buddha talked about in the Diamond Sutra, it is the giving of enlightenment, of beneficial energy, yeah? So when you go near a saintly person, a bodhisattva, a Buddha, you feel good, you feel uplifted, 
and somehow your spiritual level is influenced, your thinking is more open, your soul is more liberated. And if you're near for a long time, yes, and if you understand what that Buddha said, the teaching of that Buddha, coupled with the spiritual merit, the invisible blessing, then you also will become a bodhisattva or a saint. Yes. And that kind of giving, for example, suppose I am a Buddha, huh? suppose only I am a Buddha, and I give you some energy like that, suppose I give. I would never register in my mind that I am giving you energy and I am helping you, I am delivering you, or Savior, never like that, never. So the Bodhisattva or the Buddha never think, never even in the brain, never think or never know, never even imagine that he's helping anybody, but he's helping all the time. And that is the perfection of charity, yes? Meanwhile, charity, like the story of this uh, book that we have just uh, told, that's also very beneficial, at least to our physical life, yeah? Because this man, he bought a fox and he set him free. <laughs> Later the fox helped him to also free him. You see that? Uh, life for life, eh? Yes. Therefore, I always say to everybody, if we want a peaceful life, long life or whatever, healthy life, we must let live, must not eat that animal, must eat vegetarian, that's it, okay? The more vegetarian, the better. Vegan is even better. Organic vegan is even better. <laughs> yes, because vegetables uh, have less impact on the environment even, yeah? Less pollution for the environment, yes. Well, we have uh, collected many of these uh, information and put it on the Supreme Master Television for you to compare and to know right away. Everything is logical. Everything is scientifically proven, materially proven. It's not like I ask you to believe something I said, but, uh, oh, okay, you believe it or not, it's up to you. <laughs> no, no, we have proof. So now we have to combine the spiritual aspect and the hard physical fact. Then everybody will understand. But I just hope they act on it, you know? I mean, not just understand, but have to do action. If the world turned to vegetarian, we are saved. Immediately, there's no problem at all. Just be vegetarian. Truly, then the world will be saved. Will be no more disaster, no disease, or very minimum, almost nothing, yeah? If everybody become vegetarian, vegan is even better. Then no more disease, no more disaster. No more trouble at all. Everybody live healthily and then in turn happily. Yeah, when you're healthy, you're happy. Eh? And marriage also improve. Everything improve. And then the mind improve. And then we can invent many things that we could never imagine we could invent. You see, when we heard a lot about UFO, yeah, and other extraterrestrial where they are intelligent and they make a lot of uh, invention and all that, that, that we cannot know. We just turn into vegan, yeah? Clean our mind, purifying our being. Then we can invent something like that, or even better. 
Some of the diseases related to meat consumption and or production. Swine flu, Ebola reston virus. Cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children. Antibiotic resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus. Blue tongue disease, E. coli, Salmonella, bird flu, mad cow disease or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, 90% of the population at risk. Pig's disease or PMWS, listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, Campylobacter, Clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy appearing livestock. Some of the costs of meat eating. Infertility. Eating just one serving of meat per day increases the risk of women's infertility by 32%, with additional meat consumption increasing the risk. Heart disease. Over 17 million lives lost globally each year. Cost of cardiovascular disease is at least 1 trillion US dollars a year. Cancer. Colon rectal cancer. Over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer-related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes. 246 million people are affected worldwide. An estimated 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental. Use up to 70% of clean water. Pollute most of the water bodies. Deforest the lungs of the earth. Uses up to 43% of the world's cereal. Uses up to 85% of the world's soy. Cause world hunger and wars. 80% cause of global warming. Plus more. Some of the costs of milk consumption. Bacterial microbes, pesticides and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Hysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease. Linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis. Classified as a major allergen. Lactose intolerance. Plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. Right now, you know, people are eating too much meat and drinking too much alcohol and taking too much drug and cigarette and they clouded their intelligence. So even if they want to use... Uh, the whole brain capacity is already difficult. Not to talk about any other, you know, highly inventive method and, or apparatus, you know. Because we don't use the brain even. Not to talk about spiritual, nothing yet. Don't use enough brain. Then the whole treasure capacity within us, even with the brain, we can use it more, but too busy eating, drinking, 
<laughs> clouding the mind and, and making the body sick, cannot even think well, drinking the alcohol to even shrink the brain further. Already don't use a lot of it and shrink more the brain. Can you imagine what kind of logic is this? I mean, any intelligent person would stop it, right? Just like you're burning your money in the bank, huh? Like you have money, you put it in a, you know, a safe box. Not only you don't take out to use it <laughs> to benefit your body, make your life more comfortable and benefit your family, you burden it every day more. This is the life that many people live, and they think that is okay with it. How okay? How can it be okay? Yeah? Some of the tragic tolls of alcohol. 2.3 million alcohol-related deaths per year worldwide. Cost of alcohol-related illnesses. 186.4 billion U.S. dollars in the United States. Up to 210 to 665 billion U.S. dollars globally. Disease. Higher amounts of alcohol increase the cancer risk. Even half a glass of wine daily increases the risk of mouth or throat cancer by 168%. Cancer of the liver, breast, colon, esophagus, rectum. Liver disease. Cardiovascular disease. Metal toxicity. Brain damage. Amnesia and dementia. Brain shrinkage. Organ failure, heart, liver, kidneys, stomach, pancreas, eyes. Birth defects, mental retardation, fetal alcohol syndrome, stunted growth, facial deformity, sudden infant death syndrome, miscarriage. Alcohol-related violence. Child abuse, 50% of cases. Violence toward loved ones, 30% of cases. Violent acts, 40 to 80% of cases. Suicides, 20 to 50% of cases. Plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. Some of the tragic tolls of addictive drug abuse. Over 200,000 deaths each year. Costs of 181 billion U.S. dollars each year in the United States. 33 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. Lifetime cost of current drug addiction amounts to 575 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. Harmful effects, brain damage, stroke, heart disease, liver disease, tuberculosis, emphysema, cancer, depression, suicide, permanent memory loss, mental illness, higher infant mortality, increased crime and violence, impotence, crime and violence. Illegal drugs are a factor in 50% of burglaries in the United Kingdom each year. In the U.S., 60% of people arrested each year have been taking illegal drugs. 650 heroin addicts in the U.S. committed 70,000 crimes in a three-month period. Social costs. U.S. businesses lose 100 billion U.S. dollars per year due to employees' drug and alcohol abuse. Australians pay 53 billion U.S. dollars per year for health care, law enforcement, and lost productivity of drug users. Environmental costs. 
Every gram of cocaine produced destroys 4.4 square meters of rainforest, with 300,000 hectares of rainforest lost each year to cocaine production. Death. 52 people die each day due to drugs in the U.S. In Canada, substance abuse is attributed to 21% of total deaths and 23% of potential life years lost due to early mortalities. Plus more. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. Some of the tragic tolls of tobacco. 5.4 million smoking-related deaths per year worldwide. Cost of smoking-related illnesses. 96 billion U.S. dollars in the United States alone. Light and mild cigarettes just as harmful. Causes cancer and diseases in animal companions. Speeds the aging process. Toxic residues of third-hand smoke. Heart disease coronary thrombosis, cerebral thrombosis, kidney failure, cancer, lung cancer, esophagus cancer, kidneys cancer, bladder cancer, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, emphysema, bronchitis, stroke, impotence, additional harms for secondhand smoking, childhood arteriosclerosis leading to heart attacks and strokes in adulthood. Sudden Infant Death Syndrome Infertility, Miscarriages and Premature Deliveries Childhood Asthma, Bronchitis, Ear Infection, Cleft Lip or Palate Hyperactivity and Aggression in Asthmatic Boys Circulatory Problems in Women Plus More For more urgent information, please visit www suprememastertv.com forward slash killers so you are lucky people you are smart yes you are smart enough at least you don't destroy yourself any further yes and the body has a capacity of repairing itself yes if you leave it alone the body repair. See, that's why some people after initiation uh, and don't eat meat anymore, the body repair. Even cancer disappear. Heart disease stop. Yeah? And uh, lung disease, many things just stop. Because the body can repair. It's just if you keep beating it up, how can it repair? Yeah? Even the tree can repair itself. The little plant repair itself. You saw it, okay. You plant a little peppermint, yeah, very small peppermint. And then he grow, and then you pluck a few leaves. Tomorrow he grow three, four more leaves. You see, just a plant. <laughs> so small like that, and know how to repair. How much more would our intelligent body, equipped with sophisticated system, repair itself? The earth also can repair herself. If we let her rest, if we just take what we need and not because of greed, then the earth will be okay. That's why I'm telling you, if people are vegetarian and do not abuse the earth anymore, because raising animals is abusive to the earth. The earth cannot supply enough. We take more than she can 
uh, you know, give and repair. We just keep digging into it, and sooner or later it's depleted. So it is logical that if you use a vegetarian or vegan diet, it is more sustainable for the earth. I don't even talk about spiritual aspect. No? It's just logic. So if we stop all this killing you know, of animals and raising animal stock, then we will have no disaster, and that is for sure. And that is very normal and very logical. Yeah? So I hope people truly understand this and practice it. Yeah? Okay? And then we'll be saved. Your children will be saved. Their children will be saved. Their great-grandchildren will continue to live even better life than what we have right now or what our great-grandfather have, okay? Because the earth will be better. And their life will be better because they will have beneficial diet. They will have healthy diet. And they will become more healthy. And they're more intelligent and more happy, yeah, than what we have been <laughs> through or what we have been doing and what we have been experiencing. Our children will be better. We'll have a better earth, better life, more intelligent than we are if the whole earthling population turned to vegetarian diet. Then the animals will also turn to vegetarian diet. Mark my words. Okay. Now we meditate. (laughs) You see, vegetarian and meditate, the body will repair itself. Some of the benefits of a vegetarian diet lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increases life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ, saves 70% of the total cost of 40 trillion US dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing, a solution for world hunger, free up 3.4 billion hectares of land, free up 760 million tons of grain every year, half the world's grain supply, consumes one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production, reduces pollution from untreated animal waste, maintains cleaner air, saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year, stop 80% of global warming. Continue last time story, okay? <laughs> you know the hunter told you last time, no? He went hunting, you know, and trapping and caging and doing all kind of stuff to catch the poor, innocent, unaware animals. So one day he caught a bird. He held it in his hand. Yeah. Wow, beautiful bird. You know what we say in Vietnam? 
a whirl in a hand is better than the three in the sky. Oh, same thing in English? One in the hand. One hand. And two in the bush. Better than two in the bush? We say better than three in the sky. <laughs> three in the sky is, uh, forget it, you know. <laughs> Don't bother to even look. He got one in his hand already. Wow, it's better than two in the bushes. Yeah? Of course, African, they say bushes. You know. <laughs> Vietnam, we don't have bushes eh? in the sky. <laughs> More open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, you know, Vietnam, very beautiful country. Behind is a mountain. In front is a sea. It's almost like a sofa, you know. It's long like this, and behind is a high mountain. We call it long, long mountain. Yeah. And in front is a long sea. <laughs> I'm also the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Not very long, short, but <laughs> also the sea. So uh, so it's very open, you see? It's not so big like African continent, yeah? So we don't have bushes, you know, in like uh, African continent. Africa is very big, 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 yeah? So the one who say that one bird in the hand, but in two in the bush, they're in the middle of the continent. <laughs> they have never seen the sea. Probably in the jungle, you know, African is very lushful, you know, a lot of trees, big, 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 yeah? So probably he cannot see very far, not further than the bush in front of him, <laughs> especially long time ago. This, this saying cannot be new, right? It must be long time ago. In Spanish also. Spanish also say the same? What did they say in Spanish? Un pájaro en mano es mejor que dos volando. Una. En mano. En mano. En mano. Es mejor. Es mejor. Que dos volando. Oh, you see? The sky. You see? You see the different geography. They say different thing. Not two, but in the sky flying. You see? Because why? Spanish also the same. Mountain and... Big sea all over. Hmm? So the guy who said this must have been standing in front of the sea somewhere. <laughs> On the beach, you know, open space. So he said, oh, flying. You know, and in Vietnam, we stand on the mountain, we look at the sea, we say, oh, two, three in the sky. Who okay, cares, five, six, seven. <laughs> One in the hand is still better than, I don't care, 500 <laughs> in the sky, right? Not just two, but even 2,000. Who cares? Huh? We can add many zero. Two million also <laughs> makes no difference to us. Okay, this guy, probably he didn't learn the lesson from the Spanish, you know, like, <laughs> On a pájaro, a mano es mejor que dos volando. See, see, this guy. You see, he didn't learn this lesson at all from African even. And the African people knows about birds, yeah? Who knows more about the birds than the African we have African parrots, you know, such beautiful things in Africa, huh? And the African people do know about birds, but this guy probably didn't come from Africa, you know? You will see, he did not learn at all, not even from the Vietnamese. <laughs> One bird in the hand is better than three in the sky. I think the Chinese say the same thing. Huh, isn't that funny? Anything that is wise, good, common sense, we all understand, yeah? Spanish, Africans, South, North, Middle, whatever, yeah. And Chinese, Vietnamese, all understand the same. They say the same stuff in China also. This guy, I don't know where he came from because he did not learn the lesson. He got 
the bird in the hand. Okay? And the bird begin talking to him. Say, If you let me go, I will give you three advices. Very valuable, very, very, very precious advices that I have never given anybody else. He has never been caught before. <laughs> This bird, first time. I'm no use to you, captive. Hmm? Set me free. Huh? And then I will give you three advices. The man say, Oh, how do I know if you give me? Huh? If I let you go, maybe you're just gone away. So the boy said, No, 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 no. Look at me. Look at my eyes. I promise. You know? Okay, you just put me next to you on the branch nearby. So I give you the first advice. And if you don't like it, you can always catch me. Huh? Mm. <laughs> Okay. No, <laughs> so, to be sure, the man <laughs> bites out a piece of his crack, you know, and tied it on the bird's foot and hold it a little bit. Okay, okay, never mind, never mind. You're right, you're right. Okay, okay, hold it, hold it, yeah. And then uh, the bird said, okay, if you put me on the branch there with the string there, you know, string attached, <laughs> we call it, I will give you the first advice. Hmm. Okay, so... The man said, okay, okay, mm, okay, I try, holding. And he put it on the, the branch next to him, very near anyway, so it's easy to catch back. And then the bird said, the first advice said, if you happen to lose something, even as valuable as your life, don't ever regret it, because it's only make you feel worse. Ah, oh, the man agreed. Yes, it's true, eh? If you lost something already, no matter what you do, you lost it, right? No matter what you cry, uh, you scream, you do anything, what's the use anymore anyway? Continue living, move on, it will be best, right? Okay. So the man said, mm, okay, good, good. Good, not bad, not bad. For a bird, for a bird brain, <laughs> you really had some wisdom. So the hunter asked for the second advice, and the bird said, Mm. You have to let me go to a higher branch, you know, on top of the tree. Then I will tell you the second one. Okay. Why now? The string is too short anyway. So he said, okay, okay. All right, so he took the string off, and the bird went right on top of him anyway. It's not far away. It's not far. You can always see me, yeah? <laughs> you can see me here. I'm not gone anywhere. Okay, so the man let him go, and he flew on top of the tree and standing there. He gave him an advice. The bird said to the hunter, Never believe in anything, anything at all. Never believe anything that is contrary to common sense without any proof. <laughs> the man said, Oh, not bad, not bad. Truly like that. It is true, huh? If we hear something, or we know something, or somebody told us something, which is not sensible, it's contrary to sense, yeah, like no sense, yes. Also without proof, then we should not believe it. You're right, you're right, good, good, okay. The man is still watching, you know, want to catch a bird, so he said, no, 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 not yet. The man demands the third advice. So the bird said, okay, I will fly to the other tree over there. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit higher. I can see better a little bit, you know. I've been in the trap for so long. 
I like some fresh air and I see the view, you know, the bird. I like to see the view. Yeah, and I'm right there. You can see me even. Then I'll give you the third advice. By then he knows that the man can not shoot him anymore, cannot catch him, cannot shoot him, cannot do any net to trap him, anything at all. So the man said, okay, okay, you have kept your promise, you know, and you're still there, I can see you. Okay, good, go there. So the bird flew over to the other treetop, which is much, much higher and farther away from him. We know you still can see him. Ah, uh, <laughs> that is still there, yeah, of course, a little dot. That would look like a bird, yeah, that's a bird. <laughs> okay. So the bird felt very safe now, safe, safe, safe. So the man said, okay, third advice. The bird said, you know what? Silly guy. <laughs> I have two precious stones within me, jewel. If you have killed me when you caught me in your hand, you would have had them, you know? One is a diamond, the other is a flawless ruby. You silly. And you let me go. Hmm. <laughs> so... The man was very, very miserable and upset. And said, oh, truly, that was a pity. Okay, but at least give me the third advice, no? The bird say, what a fool you are. I gave you three already. You could not even make do with the first one. Eh? <laughs> and then you ask for more. What for? I can stand here forever giving you advice, but you're too foolish to use it. The first one, you could not even make use of it. I have warned you from the first advice that if you're losing something, even if as good as your life, don't regret it. <laughs> I have warned you that maybe you're going to lose something. But you did not even, you know, move your brainwave one millimeter. <laughs> you don't know anything. And then the second one, I'm warning you again, hmm? That don't ever believe anything <laughs> that is opposite to sense, yeah? The things that don't make sense even without proof. And you still continue not heeding my advice. <laughs> and now you are doing both, you know? Like believing something ridiculous and feeling very grievous because you're losing them. I am so small like this. How can I house in me two big jewels? I would have died already. <laughs> How can I even swallow them into my tiny throat anyway? You silly man. Yes, he said. So, he say, okay, since you are such a fool, hmm, you must stay within the usual restriction that's made for you understand, yeah? Okay, in any case, this is the story to uh, tell the students not to be attached to anything first. Yes, they just prepare your mind. Like in the Muslim circle before, they prepare the students even such a thing like this, you know? They tell them so that the student already prepare. Maybe there is something incredible, but then you have to listen and judge it for yourself. And of course, like, if you practice with a master, then you demand the proof, no? 
Yeah. If the master say, "Okay, you're going to be enlightened," then of course you demand, "I want to see the light." No. And if you don't see it, then he's not a master, right? <laughs> no proof. Yes. So this is the teacher told the story to prepare the student for something incredible. Even if it doesn't make sense to you at the time, it will happen. Not like in this story. Okay. Any question? I was thinking about getting a bird. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> story for you. Yeah. So, what would your advice be? To what for you want a bird? Adoption. Of animals. Yeah. You want to adopt one? A cat and a bird? <laughs> I would like to get a bird. I'm not sure that. they get on, unless they've been together since child. Maybe she understands, but it's not for sure. What for you? You want a bird? You want to adopt a bird or you want to mm-hmm. buy a bird? Well, I looked at both options. Adopt one if you have to have one. Adopt, always adopt. Uh-huh. Because buying, that means one bird is not adopted. Yeah, and maybe dying somewhere in the small cases because... Not every center for birds or animals have big case. Adopt one if you want one. But it's a lot of work, huh? You cannot just have a bird and just put in a case and every day look at him, huh? You have to talk to him daily. You have to put him on the hand and, you know, caress him like a lover. Truly like that. Otherwise, it's no use to bring a bird in your house just to look at or just to possess a bird. Not even adoption. It's a lot of work. Cats are work. Dogs are work. Birds are work. You must know. There are things that you don't know about birds. And if you really want to adopt one, and if you have room for it, you know, he needs room to fly around. Yes? And you have to clean all the time because the cage will not be clean. And if you let him fly all over the furniture, be prepared that you have no sofa unturned, <laughs> no electric cord uneaten, <laughs> no television sometime in the middle of nowhere. Just suddenly television doesn't work. He eats the electric cord and you have to know what plants you must not have in your garden or in your house because some plants are poisonous even for dogs or cats or birds. You see, birds in the wild, they know what they do because they have been trained by their parents and by their flocks, what to do. But birds in captivity have been in cages since the time of great-great-great-grandfather, mother already. They don't know how to survive in the wild. They don't know which plant is poison even. They don't know electric cord is dangerous even. My bird eats a lot of electric cord. I'm surprised he's still alive, you know. Maybe at that time we switch it off, so a lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. And now I have to watch him all the time in case he eats the electric cord. He eats it like noodles, you know. <laughs> it looks like noodles, so he just eats it to try. <laughs> I told you already in my book, huh? It's a true story. And birds are very sensitive to many things. Like you can't even bring him in the kitchen too often or when you're cooking with some kind of different utensil. Because they emit some film, which is no good for them. And you have to know what kind of a solution to use to clean his cage or to clean him or to bath him, to spray him when summer, winter, how much, how many times, uh, how many hours you have to spend with what kind of birds. It depends on what kind of birds. Some birds are very independent. Some birds are very attached to humans. They could die if you go away or if you die or if you pass them away to somebody else. They cannot 
continue being heartbroken forever. Maybe the old caretaker give it to the uh, the center, you know. But if they give it to you and then you give it away again, are you gonna wait? They they be heartbroken, really. They are very sensitive. Dogs and cats they can survive without, you know. They they can make it, but birds are different. Very sensitive, very sensitive uh, being. Their environment has to be very, very clean because they are susceptible, you know, to unhygienic condition. You see, in the sky, the fly is always clean and they always alight on top of the trees which are clean by sunshine, by rain, by wind. Yes, mostly, yes. And they bath in a big grand river. They drink from the, you know, the running uh, brook, yes. But in the captivity, they have no choice. They can't do it. And they also have a hormone, you know, racking within themselves. It's a lot of things to do hmm? for birth. And you can't, you know, you can't fix a bird like you fix a dog or a cat, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, work to have a bird, so you have to consider it before, okay? You have to study, you have to buy a book or something and read whether or not uh, this bird is suitable for you even, or your environment is suitable for that bird or not, and how much work you have to put in for that bird, and can you, how much time you have per day. Wow, a lot of work, baby, my God. Dogs even less work than birds, because you can't just let him run around forever in the house. You have to give him a room to stay, or unless you train him from little child, otherwise he will bite everything in your house. My bird eat all my furniture before, and I told you, <laughs> I became a yogi, naturally. <laughs> no attachment to furniture, at least. Not only furniture, the carpet. Hmm? He eat it one block at a time. <laughs> the kitchen vinyl, eat also one block at a time. Uh, the fruit, you try one piece of banana, just like it, throw it. Uh, apple, maybe try it. Oh, one, one bite, doesn't like it. <laughs> throw everything. And uh, maybe mango, okay. Try one bite, uh, no, doesn't like it. <laughs> it just, uh, you know, grab it and throw it on the floor. And then I have to go and run around and you know, clean it up and eat the leftover. <laughs> or give to dogs or do whatever with it. But he won't clean it up for you. And he won't go down and eat the rest. Sometimes the dog, you know, like you give him a piece of fruit or food, maybe he eat half and then half he throw it, you know, somewhere. But later he might come back and lick it up or clean it up for you. But the birds, no. No. They don't go on the floor, that's for sure. They like the higher the better, yeah? And sometimes they go up right on the ceiling there and just stand there forever. <laughs> you call him down, he won't come down. Huh? When he come down, you are asleep and he can poke your nose or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and dig a hole in your blanket, yeah, your bed. The sponge they like to play is soft, yeah, easy to dig, yeah. They dig the whole thing out, one hole at a time, one corner at a time. And it's okay if you can afford to buy another one <laughs> and keep buying, you know. Because they like to chew things in nature, they choose onto, you know dry branches and all that in order to keep their beak in a, a favorable condition. Otherwise, they keep growing, you see. Yes. 
And uh, then you have to trim the nails, cut the nails, if you don't have, you know, the thing for them to trim it themselves. I do the clever way. I cover half with the sandpaper. So wherever he stand on, half of it, you know, on the top is smooth, no sandpaper. But the bottom is sandpaper, so just right where the nails is. <laughs> Every day he go like that, he just like... Uh, yeah, trim his nails by himself, because they don't like to be trimmed their nails like that. And woe to you if you don't take good care. He just fly away, and then you'll be heartbroken. Not because you lose a bird, but because you don't know what will happen to him. You know, if he live or die, he won't tell you. He can, he won't come back. Maybe he come back, but then he'll be in a very bad shape many days later, and then he might go again. They can always fly. Just a second you open the door, they come out, you know. Yes. Otherwise, you have to put them in cage, and you don't like everything. Oh, birds, it's a lot of work. You have to know what food to give him. As the vet, you know, check up, vitamin, clean in the body. Not like dog, you can shampoo him and then put it in the garden and hose him down like that. The birds different. You have to clean the feathers. Sometimes they get dirty, you know. A lot of work, honey. And it's not to talk about, you know, sometimes they're angry. They, <laughs> they dig a hole in your hand or something, yeah. And the sharp, sharp nail, you know. I've already been bitten once. Yeah, I told yeah. you, told you. Everybody who has bird has at least been bitten once. And what they love most is the ear, you know. <laughs> and if you have a bird and one day you come back and I see only one ear left, I will not ask. <laughs> Oh, yeah, both ears gone. <laughs> I won't ask. <laughs> Any other animal you want before? <laughs> Just bird, right? Just because we talk about bird. Not to talk about that, but your cat. You know, he might be jealous. And then he might eat your birds while you're not there. Any second, we're done, yeah? And also not to talk about the birds who are jealous with your cat. Either way, you know, either he pick him or he growl them. Because they're not been together since they were young, yes? And the cat has been with you a long time, attached to you, like partner. See, animals, they do take you as partner. Because they're not in natural habitat. In natural habitat, they have a partner for life. So for you, it's like partner for life. Either that or dad or mom or brother, sister, it's just for life. And just very, very uh, faithful, yeah? So maybe either of them may get jealous, you know? When one of my birds adopted come home and he saw other bird, wow, he beat me also. First he was kissing me all over, and then he come home and saw another bird, another male bird even. Especially if it's a male bird, or a male cat, a male dog. They really get jealous, and you'll be in trouble. Even if you keep them separate, there's a friction atmosphere in the house, and you can feel it. Sometimes it gives you pressure too, hmm? It's not like you, you like something and you have it, okay? Yeah. Okay, if you cannot have a bird, you just go and give donation to some bird that you like, yeah? Uh, like Foster or something. Okay, I like that bird. Every day you can come and see him, talk to him and give some money for the caretaker to take special care for him, yeah? Or buy a bigger case for him, yeah? Something like that. If you can do it, then you, you, of course you do it. You have to think carefully and feel, you know, feel which one is suitable. Okay, huh? Yeah, I've been going to the pet store a lot and just playing with the birds, trying to mm-hmm. think which one. On it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's difficult for me to tell you, huh? 
especially when you have a cat. Yes. <laughs> it's a joke, it's a bad joke, but I just read it yesterday or something. A little kid was a feeding a cat, He's a, a house cat with a burr nuts and pellet. And the mother said, Lisa, what are you doing? Lisa, I, I'm feeding the bird. He said, but, but he's not a bird. You're feeding the cat. And Lisa said, but that's where my budgie is. <laughs> budgie, you know, a small, small bird. <laughs> is it inside the cat? <laughs> you capish? Mm-hmm. It's a bad story, but it could happen, you know. I'm sorry, enlightenment is one thing. Jealousy is another. I'm not sure if your birds or your cat that enlightened. Even between enlightened people, there's still jealousy, you know? It's more or less, but they control better. But birds and sometimes instincts are strong. Birds or dogs or cat, they're too strong. And just one second, it's too late, you know? Well, I could talk forever about birds, but be careful, huh? You have to read, read well. Be well acquainted because you have to really take very delicate care of a bird. They're not like dog or cat, you know what I mean? Because you are used to with cat, you think it's no work. He come in and out by himself. He even wash himself and all that. No, birds are different. Okay. Right. Any more question about cat? <laughs> no, huh? That's all. Okay. Good. Anyone else? Um, Master, I have a cat, her name's Annabella, and I've got um, two Cocker Spaniel dogs. Cocker Spaniel dogs, Mm -hmm. yes. And I was wondering, Master, what the affinity is between the three of us, because it's amazing the relationship my three animals have, even just with one another, Mm -hmm. especially like with a cat. Usually the dogs are very protective and play with her. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the one dog, I think he thinks he has a relationship with her Mm -hmm. because he's loving more than normal. I know. And they're just really very cute. Yeah, maybe they have a relationship before. But normally, animals, they can foster a relationship very quick. Especially if they're together in the same household. They think of each other like either partner. Yeah. Doesn't matter species, interspecies, okay. Or friends or family members, you see. But sometimes they're jealous. It depends, yeah. Mostly, if they are very, very sweet, gentle, then they form a relationship very quick. Remember before I had a chicken and a rabbit. Oh, the rabbit was enamored with the chicken. Whatever the chicken does, he does. The chicken eats not the same as rabbit, he eats the same. He even eats instant noodles with the chicken. Some of my assistants, he gives him instant noodles, you know, the dry one, broken, and give to the, the chicken. Of course, the chicken eats it. And the rabbit also come and eat. And he always want to come and hug the chicken and Kiss the chicken and the chicken. No, just let him also. <laughs> the chicken was very docile, you know, very sweet. But that rabbit definitely is very, very enamored with the chicken. He follows her everywhere. Eat everything with her. Do everything with her. The chicken, they can fly quick, for example. He fly from here to the higher table quick, you know. Not flying, but easy to for him. And the rabbit cannot jump so high. So he looked uh, <laughs> left and right. And then he saw a chair next to it. So he jumped first on the chair. And then he jumped on the chair, arms, and then he jumped on the table. <laughs> wow! So he really can think logic, you know? So don't ever think that rabbits are stupid or animals are stupid. They're not. Mm. I witnessed it myself, you know, in front of me. 
He really climbed on the chair and first he looked around. He wanted to climb on the table, he cannot. Then he looked left and right, and then he jumped on the chair. And then he tried to jump on the table again, he cannot, it's still far. So he looked, looked, and then he jumped on the arm of the chair. And then from there he jumped on the table, and then they're together again. Yes, incredible. He knows how to think. Rabbit, they don't jump high normally, you know? But because the chicken was on high, that was a high table, not, not this. You know, those uh, eating table, dining table, very high, yes. And it was outside in the yard, you know, like for picnic table, and he does jump like that. And he follows her everywhere, my goodness. So they have affection for each other, you know, very deep, very deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you see them, you think they are lovers for ages, you know, for centuries or something. And there's a goat, also an amora with a chicken. <laughs> you see the picture on the video. The goat came and kissed the chicken all the time. <laughs> French kiss, you know? <laughs> I did not teach him like that. He always come and go near the chicken and try to kiss her all the time. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> very funny. And he's a young, young goat, you know? Not very old. I guess he just liked each other, you know? <laughs> so cute. And the rabbit is very cute. You know, he follow us also and chase us around, you know, like playing game around the, the bushes and things like that. They do have intelligence, and they know who is who. They know who loves them, who don't. Yeah, very, very good. Okay, any other question? Oh, why you ask me about that? No, I was wondering the affinity. Affinity, yeah. what for? Of yeah. course we have affinity yeah. with each other. Normally, that's why we go together as a family or as a group yeah. or as pets or... You know, or as friends, or enemies, <laughs> partners, business, associates, etc., etc. And you have affinity with each other, that's why you sit here in the same room. <laughs> yeah, affinity for sure. Mm. Thank you, Master. The king and the queens, and oh, they, they do have God, you know, because they have to deal with so many people. Some people are just there to bug them, you know. And not like intentionally sometimes, but sometimes intentionally, just want attention. Just inconsiderate, you know? And of course, like, there's only one king in the country or one queen, you know, one prime minister. Everybody, when they have time to see him or her, of course, they want to take as much time as possible and as much attention as possible from that guy. But they don't understand the poor minister or the poor president. They're very, very busy, you know? Don't ever envy any president or prime minister or king or queen. They're very busy. So if they have to see everybody and everybody try to cling on to their time and like that, they'll be dead in no time. It really can be very hectic for the leader of the nation, yeah? I also feel sorry for them because they work in, you know, day and night just for the name sake, you know? Being a president, you look at them, okay, they have a private airplane and the whole army and a lot of bodyguards. They look very impressive. But what does he have? He can't even go out in the coffee shop corner to have a quiet coffee with his wife or children. Never. You know? He can never go and eat without people staring at his mouth or his soup. (laughs) Even flies come to the soup. (laughs) President's soup is different from other soup. And the bodyguards are always day and night next to it. You know, you can't even eat without people staring. Even your own bodyguards, you know? I'm telling you. Being a king, a queen, or president, it looks glamorous, it looks fun, you know. But it's not all that fun, okay? You have power, but it comes with price, yeah? You have the guarding 
the safety, but it comes with the guards. See what I mean? Mm. You have a mm, presidential palace, but it comes with the presidential work, which is a lot. Yeah, um, it depends on country. Maybe smaller country is less hectic, but still, it's not like in Mars. You know, they one nation. They don't need to go to the neighboring country. <laughs> one planet, one nation. No need to go to have a diplomatic relationship with any other country. So they're better, they're more peaceful that way. In this planet, every country must have uh, a group, you know, of uh, diplomatic personnel. You must have diplomatic relationship with other nations. You know, sometimes we look up to president or king or queen and think, wow, what a nice position, you know. Everywhere you go, the whole army protect you and... Everybody salute you and everybody oh, bow to you and respect and everything seems so glorious and impressive and powerful. But oh, what a price to pay, huh? What a price. Sometimes they are not in control of their power, but they are victim of the power that invested in them. Like as a president, you're expected to do what, to do what, to do what. And you can never do everything. You can never please everybody. And then you have trouble all the time. Even if you are voted into the presidential palace, you know, above 50%, yeah? There's still 40-something percent which don't like you. (laughs) That's a big force. That's millions of people. Yeah? If it's a big country, it's a lot of people who are against you, you know? Who don't like you. Maybe don't hate you that much, but... I don't really like it because because mm, <laughs> the leader lost lost the election, you know, and they would not forgive you for that. <laughs> the winner and the loser both lose something. The winner lost some of the affection, half of the country at least, or one third of it. You see, one third of people don't give you their heart. Yeah, no matter what you do, they won't like you because they lost their business. Yeah. They lost their pride also, okay? And uh, because he has to live in this kind of, you know, balance, yeah? Very delicate balance. No matter what he does, he still knows behind his back that there are some people who don't like me. And that is for sure. And no matter how much he does, it's never enough. In a little position, you cannot do everything. There's always a compromise, you know? You can never do even the things that you want. And even the thing that is righteous and is correct and is beneficial to the country. Okay, ciao, huh? Thank you very much. Have a safe and pleasant trip. Okay. translation. Thanks for coming. Have a happy Chinese New Year. Bye. Say hello to all your countrymen. Yeah. Tell them I love them very much. Really, I do. Mấy đồng chí về mạnh giỏi hả? Okay. Okay, honey, man. Okay,